But like, I don't consider certain things work. Like, actually, I said this is work. This is not work for me. This is fine for me. <laughs> sure. I appreciate that. That's good. I'm glad that this doesn't feel like work to you. That would be bad if, this, if you felt like this was work to you. So welcome, everybody, to Casey's um, Instagram Live. We're going to be talking about relationships as we always do. And um, we're, we're going to focus on one topic for today um, and just dive into it and dig into it because, um, yeah, it's, it's an important topic and it's something that's important to you. Uh, all this teaser mystery and stuff. I don't stuff. think it's that big a deal. I don't even think we usually talk about many things because we have so many things to talk about. But right. Like I, I think this conversation will just flow. Oh no, it'll definitely flow. But um, it, it's a conversation that has been visited over and over again. But um, it's important to continue to talk about it. What, what? Ins- okay, we're going to talk about interracial dating. Let's just talk about it. Ready? Okay. We never do this for any of our other like. Okay. So topics. all right. So you want to start. The, the show? show? Yes, okay. please. <laughs> Clearly this topic makes you nervous. Not at all. So we're playing the intro music for the people on Instagram that may not know. Hi, guys. This is Casey from... It's been so, such a long time. I don't even know the name of the show anymore. A Misunderstanding Between Mars and Venus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ha- glad to have you back. I oh, missed you. It's thank what you. What happened? Oh, yeah. So we can tell everybody. I don't mind. It's not a super secret or whatever i got kidney stones and you healed from them you're better now i am better now but it's a it's quite an ordeal and um if anybody's ever had kidney stones before it's um apparently they say the pain is similar to labor pains mm. in terms of the intensity and where you feel it in your body and all that and um this was actually the second time in my life mm-hmm. that i've gotten kidney stones or whatever so that's why we've been away for a little while and um yeah, it t- knocked me out for about three weeks, almost a month, for wow. the most part, just in terms of mm-hmm. a couple of weeks of recovering from it, and then um, just kind of working my way back into it, just because I spent a few days in the hospital and the whole nine, and it just, you physically get worn down from the whole ordeal as well, too, so, yeah, but that's yeah. it, so kidney stones. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad that you're healthy, I'm Thank glad you. that you're, yeah, it's, I'm glad to be back, you know, I love this show, so even though I couldn't remember the name, I'm tired too, so yeah, I know you, the name of the show. Well, you were just working today, you want to <laughs> mention it a bit, or is it top secret that people, can people know that what you were doing before you got here? Um, well, I'm working on a, like, a super cool project with, uh, you know, Dwayne Morgan, and my makeup artist was Nicole Guthrie, and uh, Al from The Real Single Ladies, so... I don't know. It's it's kind of secret. It's kind of low key, but something okay. is coming, you know. And you you either gonna you're gonna see it. You're gonna find out about it because uh, that's just how I do my thing. You're mm-hmm. gonna find out eventually. Yeah, sure. That's the way you're supposed to do it. Just let people see what you do. Don't talk about it. Just be about it, kind of thing, right? So, mm-hmm. but you've been working throughout the day today before you got here for the show. So you're a little. You've yeah. been at it. Yeah. You've been at it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, shall we dive in? Sure. Let's dive in. You set it up. Okay, like I want to preface this with, um, look, this isn't this isn't just a conversation about interracial dating. Who cares about that? Like, do whatever you want, fall in love. Nobody cares about who you choose. This is a conversation about black love, to be honest. Okay. Um, and why that's important in 2020 in the world, in the climate that it is, and also a conversation about unity versus the need for black love. Should there be black love, or should there just be unity? I want to talk about. I want to talk about that and its intricacies today because of a few things, okay? Okay. So can we talk about the few things that inspired this conversation before we jump into it? Absolutely. So, So, okay. I want to talk, obviously, in this global climate, you know, with Trump 
<laughs> I just feel like I should just say his name and that's enough. Like, <laughs> you know, when you have someone in power who has not so subtle undertones or maybe strong overtones of racism and, you know, preferences in terms of who his allies are versus who his non-allies are. Right. right? He makes no secret about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's it's dangerous. It's scary. It is. And um, that that was a real... I've been saying this and I'm going to continue to say it. I'm sorry if it sounds pessimistic, but it's just true because whatever happens after the election, which is November 3rd, there's going to be a lot of problems in that country in terms of how people act. And I actually think there's going to be a lot of violence, unfortunately. Well, I don't think there's going to be violence because I don't think that man is going to win. Right. Well, great. I hope so, too. And everything is pointing to that. But uh, there's so many other things at play that they can try. He's obviously trying to steal the election from trying to, you know, deal with the mail and and all that stuff. And he's been saying from day one that, you know, it's a rigged election. Like, who who thinks they're going to win something by calling it rigged before it's even happened? You know what I mean? He's a master of deception and doubt. He knows that if he can instill doubt into your mind, then no matter what happens, you're going to be like, oh, well, what can I believe? You're not going to know what to believe. And that's the problem, though, because his fans, his supporters believe everything he says right? right so when he's already casting this doubt before the election results have even happened it's going to be a little while for the results to come in before but they're going to challenge it and he's already set up the courts in every step of the way but going to that biden uh debate the first one that's the part now where you're saying you can see he's always speaking to one group he's not he doesn't care about the rest of america especially the america that didn't vote for him mm-hmm. so that's mostly black people like people of color and all that and that stand by stand stand back and stand by thing that he basically said to white supremacists right i was like that w- that was the thing that struck a little chord chord with me like a serious chord maybe a chord of fear mm. even a chord of fear just because i've been thinking about this about what happens after the election and you, we've already been seeing examples of white supremacist violence that Kyle, whatever guy that went and killed a couple of protesters. I stopped watching violence, you know, period. I cannot watch it anymore. It is triggering me and traumatizing me. No, I don't blame you. Watching the violence, I'm starting to just tune into the good stuff. Yeah, good for you. But, you know, what I will say is I know a lot of white people. You right. know, I've, I've I've grown up with them. I work with them. Canadian. You know, yeah, we grew up with them <laughs> in Canada. I'm telling you, I've been saying this, Casey. But from... you can tell the difference between, you know, the Fox News, like Trump supporting, right. black hating white people. Right. And the like, I'm down with everybody, white people. Decent, normal, friendly, yeah. humanity, normal human white people. It, yes, yeah. exactly. Course, Loving yeah. human like you could tell you can just period no matter what color you are you can tell the difference anybody that's supporting trump at this point they've given up on all that stuff already unfortunately i don't think so given up on what given up on humanity on decency on trying to see things from different perspectives and like Uh. you know coming together as one type thing it's it it really is a separatist idea in their ideology now Mm -hmm. that if you're either with us or against in terms of how we think who we support what we say, this and that, or whatever, there's it's such a separate, and that's the difference between them and us. It's just that it's for us, it's unity, love, together, compassion, and all that stuff. But I don't see how you those things don't jibe with supporting someone like Trump, right? Right, and like I say this with, with love, like if Trump were to like come tomorrow and apologize and be like, 
You know what, guys? I went a little, you know, a little wacky. Right. Like, I went all the way over here, and I shouldn't have went all the way over here. I'm sorry, everybody. Like, I just really want us all to get along. I'll give him a chance, because I give people chances. I'd be like, all right, you know, you, yeah? All right, right. okay, we're cool, you wow. know? That's pretty good. I, I'm not as giving of chances, and he's just shown us so much of his character for so long now. I, it, it'd be hard to believe him, but that's good. That's not something I want to lose sight of or ever want to be, like... I want to be a forgiving person. It's not easy. It's not yeah. easy being a forgiving person because for me, it, I always entangle the two forgiving and forgetting. Mm. And the forgetting part makes it hard for me to do the forgive part, you know? Mm. You know what? I can't forget anything, but I have to forgive now. Right. It's important. Because that is a lot of stuff that if I don't start forgiving stuff, oh my goodness, yeah. I'll never function in this universe. So I have to start forgiving. Yeah, things. yeah, it is hard. And it's something that I'm trying to work on personally myself as well, too, in terms of trying to be more forgiving. So yeah, yeah. it's hard. But so the, the the thing with the white supremacy and just the Donald Trump stuff or whatever, did it like spark in you something to say that we need? Yeah, like, we need to have this conversation about, okay, so what, I, what I've noticed is, I mean, I'm pretty polarizing online, because I put out I put out my opinion out there and I expl I'm not afraid to explore what I think are the real deeper issues. So what I've been thinking about a lot is how do I say to, how do I say out loud that, you know, being black is incredibly important, especially when we're being targeted. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I don't want other people to feel excluded. It's not, it's not, not like, it's like when you say, you know, black lives matter i'm not saying other lives don't matter right i'm just saying like can we just give ourselves center stage for a moment and discuss some of these issues that are that are happening and one of the biggest issues that i noticed in our community is that our relationships are struggling right and so i'm like okay when i look at what's happening in our relationships one of the trends that i'm noticing is okay this is this is something i hear a lot you get, uh, you know, black men or black women who say, like, I don't want to date other black men or other black women because, they, you know, it's too much, too much stress, too much drama. I just I need peace. I need peace in my life. You hear I, need I don't understand I, how I, I don't understand that. You don't understand that. I don't get that. I don't understand that that perspective. I don't. How was it drama? Have you ever heard that before? I, I've heard other people say it okay so i need to say for my own personal history now for myself is that pretty much for the most part i've only ever dated black women i've never had a girlfriend that was not a black woman only recently in my life have i ever entertained or had a serious notion of being interested in someone who wasn't black right so i've heard other black women say it that um you know guys that only date white girls or they just don't date black women to be like oh black women are too much stress but i don't I don't understand that. I don't understand that. So you don't. So you don't understand people saying that black women are too much stress. Yeah, I don't get what. How are black women stressed? How is and relationships are stress. Right. That's it to me, pretty much for the most part. It, it, when you're in a relationship with someone, it's a it's a trying to meld of two different personalities to try to coexist in a way that you're trying to build together for the long haul, right? Yeah, and all that, but. That alone is hard enough regardless of if your wife is black, white, or whatever. Because if it means something to you, when the times get hard, you can't just bail. So right? if I'm hearing you correctly, there's no difference between 
you know, who you date in a relationship, it's going to be hard no matter what. Or it's well, going to be the same no matter what. Relationships are hard no matter what, but I have heard it. I'm not saying I haven't yeah. heard that in terms yeah. of men, black men that have said black being in a dating a black woman is too stressful. They find it easier, less stressful to date a white woman or any woman that's not black for whatever. But again, that doesn't compute in my brain. I don't, I don't get that, but I have heard it. I have. Yeah. 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 And I've heard it a lot. I've heard it a lot. Um, and so that's what I wanted to talk about today because every time in my mind, every time someone says that what they're actually saying is black women have too much trauma. Black men have too much trauma because how do you become too much? How do you become, you know, it's because of the trauma that you hold and carry or the way in which you were raised that makes you the way you are. So if you say that someone's too much, you can't date it, date them, or you need peace in your life, or you can't get peace from dating this color of people, what you're ultimately saying is the trauma that they've gone through that's made them the way that they are, you don't want to deal with it. Mm -hmm. When in most cases you probably have that similar trauma because in my opinion, that trauma is generational. You know, I can, I can look back into Mm -hmm. my own line and my own lineage and be like, okay, you know, it probably happened like this slavery. And then, you know, my grandma couldn't go to school after slavery ended. And she was like the darkest one in her. These are stories that she's told me. She's the darkest Mm -hmm. one in her family. So she couldn't go to school. She had to take care of the other kids in her family. And then, she met someone who had trauma and then, you know, he wasn't right in his head and then, you know, it was dangerous for the children and the children had to be dispersed. And then she grabbed them and moved to Canada. And then, you know, now you have like and then my mom, like she left the family at 16 and she, left, she grew up on her own pretty much in a new country. And she went through whatever it is that she went through. Like, do you see how the trauma patterns are, are sleep are trickling down? Mm-hmm. And then you get... You know, someone like me who is 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 growing up in that environment like generations later, but it's still affecting me. Right. Right. And then I and then for me to go to a man who I would I would want to date because, you know, I'm attracted to him, a black man, you know, whatever we meet him and for him to come to me and say, oh, well, you have too much baggage. You have too much you're too much. I don't right. want someone like you or I can't handle someone like you. Like that is for me is a slap in the face. Right. Right. What did, what does that say to you about that person when they say that, that it's too much? Is it that it's someone that, um, like I can use an example of someone that doesn't look for challenges or runs away from challenges or something like that. Like what, what, what is your impression of someone that says that to you? Um, they gave up on themselves. They gave up on themselves. They gave up on themselves. Yeah. Because they're probably also running from challenges. They haven't dealt with their challenges. Because if you've dealt with your challenges in your life or you've looked at your life and the trauma that you have in your life and made any attempt to heal from it, then you would be able to recognize it in someone else and maybe and hopefully have grace for them. Right. You know, and if you don't have that and you're just like, get away from me, I can't deal with you nah, I'm over here, then you haven't dealt with your trauma. So if you're not dealing with your trauma, how are you escaping it by dating? Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Dating white women or dating just um, any other. Yeah. You're escaping. You're, you're finding, you're escaping. Yeah. You're escaping what you might perceive to be too hard or challenging in your life. The hard parts of your life for what you perceive to be a more easy lifestyle. Have you, have your other friends of yours, girlfriends said the same thing in terms of experiences that they've had with men in terms of hearing that similar um, 
Well, I can't speak for them. If they were here, I wouldn't be able to nope. interview them, but I don't know what to say. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, do your friends, like, have they run into the same thing of hearing from men saying that, oh, I can't date black women. It's it's too difficult. It's too much stress to deal with. Or... I think every black woman has heard that. Yeah? But I can't speak for them. Okay. You guys, have you guys heard that before? Am I making this up? Tell me. What What I think, though, is a remedy for at least temporarily. Like, I do truly believe love is love. Yeah. You know, you fall in love. You can't choose who you fall in love with. And at the end of the day, we're all people. And it really doesn't matter who you choose to love. I used to not. I didn't used to think that way, though. Really? Yeah. I, I'll tell you, back in the day, <laughs> for me, back in the day, for high school, like I was, I had a much more militant way of seeing things, if militant's the best way to put it. Just if I saw a black man or white, whatever, an interracial couple, black or white on either way, whatever the gender is. I would say sellout. I would, I would, I would call that person a sellout, and I thought that way probably through most of my high school years, mm-hmm. I imagine, or whatever. I don't know what changed for me when I got to college per se, or whatever. But my look on it changed where I got to the point where I was like, yeah, that doesn't doesn't make sense, so to speak. But um, I can see that kind of mentality happening again today, especially with you know the climate that we're in with Black Lives Matter and all that. I don't necessarily think that black men who don't choose black women are sellouts you know i think they're like love is love again and you could choose whoever it is you want to fall in love with but for the people who are automatically writing off a group of people that's just because they think they're too much (laughs) that's not nothing to do with love right everything to do with selling out everything in my opinion everything so there's definitely sellouts definitely sell out that is selling out that is absolutely sell in any way you want to put it that's another way of putting it is Mm -hmm. that you're selling out if that's your reason, like that's an irrational reason to me to not want to date a black woman. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I agree. I agree. And I, I've heard, I hear those reasons of people who are just like, I just don't date them. It's not my preference. Um, I have a preference. So I don't, I don't have a preference for black women. Uh, okay. You know, a preference for all of black women. Like you don't like any black women ever. Like it doesn't make any sense. You like Beyonce. I don't, like it doesn't make any sense yeah no that doesn't make any sense to me at all and and the need for the uh, the black community or for black couples this is that was part of an insidious thing that the establishment did back in the day if correct me if i'm wrong any historians out there or whatever but this is just from bits of pieces that i've gotten from books and stuff or whatever um they actually had laws that would keep Black women that want looking for accommodations, they weren't allowed or be eligible to stay somewhere if they had a black man with them. Mm. That I, I'm pretty sure, look it up or whatever, but it was a way of wanting to break up the black family because, you know, keeping the black community down in general was on par with laws and all that stuff. And I'm talking like the 1920s or like even eight, late 1800s or whatever, where once after slavery was all said and done and we were trying to establish something here. I'm pretty sure that they did have laws that denied black women accommodations if they had a black man in the household with them. I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. honestly. But look it <laughs> the up. Way the Tell me. Set up right I don't now, think I'm making stuff up, but I I'm just. I would not uh, be surprised at all. Look it up. Um, but what I will say, though, like to to add to that is, like, the reason why I think it's important for black men and black women to date each other is because the fam, our family structure and our family systems, for the most part, are are broken you know they're they need to be we need healing in our community you know we need we need love in our community we need families to stick together in our community you know right like 
And I think once we, because we don't have a foundation, a lot of people don't have a foundation. I know a lot of women, black women. A family know, foundation? Yeah, I think I think our family foundations are crumbling. Right. For the most part in our community. And I don't know if that's happening in every community in the world because I'm only in the black community. So maybe I'm just missing the bigger picture. And- oh, well, you can only speak on your experience. So you're speaking of the community that you've grown up in, right? Right. Yeah. Right. And like, you know, like I look, could just look at myself like my dad didn't raise me, you know, and um, my mom's dad wasn't like the greatest role model for her in her family, in her life. So it's like it's just like a perpetuation. When I look mm-hmm. at my colleagues at, wo- at work who you know, are from the same community backgrounds, they're married. They're with their family for years and they're or their parents are together for years or. You know, they just have more stability in the structure of their family systems. And I'm not saying we need a nuclear nuclear family. Right. I'm just saying the way society set up, two people paying down your bills is an asset. Mm-hmm. You know, and when I look at all my friends who are black women and they're single mothers, you know, like is th- that's not happening by accident. Right. Right. And if and we're in the middle of a pandemic now. <laughs> so it's like how I, I don't trying to find some silver lining here about where do we go from here in terms of seeing an improvement in terms of people being able to get together because it's just hard for people to meet each other today now as it is in the climate the current climate that oh i have a solution for that okay yes aside from all this i know this has been heavy guys so take it but it's important (sighs) okay yeah it is important it is important love whoever you love but like you know if you if you can you know just try not to rule out anybody you know, just right. especially the black women. We need a break, you know, and black men, man, they need a break, too. We need to love each other. Um, but I have a solution. If you want to meet someone in this day and age um, and also love whoever you want, ready. I just want to say that, too. Sure. Love thanks. Because <laughs> okay. I don't want to make it seem like I'm anyways. Whatever. <laughs> OK, so if you want to meet someone in this day and age, I like I'm in sales and marketing and a lot of the way that the way in which sales is moving is by selling to your network, right? Okay. So you would reach out to people that you know, let them know what you're doing, instead of like advertising or instead of like going out and networking in the way we used to be able to. Right. Just looking for strangers to support your thing. Exactly. Right. So a lot of um, people who are are doing well in sales have switched to a network based model and just tapping into their networks fully. And I was like, you know what? This would work really, really, really great for relationships and dating nowadays. Mm-hmm. Because it's always better to get an introduction to somebody from someone that you already know and trust than it is to go and I think so. That's I think I think so. I agree with that 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, what if we could reach out to someone in our phone that we know or have a like they're having a mini like, you know, COVID friendly get together mm-hmm. with the intention of setting you up or just like you did you introduced me to somebody it didn't work out right <laughs> but right. it could have right you, know? you never know yeah that we have to help each other more than if anything but um I, I don't think a lot of people do that i think a lot of people are just sticking to the basics in terms of using what tinder i guess i don't know again just it, everything feels different just because of the pandemic and people are less inclined to go out and we don't have the same options that we did before in terms of social events clubs you know whatever it is it doesn't have to be necessarily a nightclub per se but there were more things happening before the pandemic to give you the opportunity to meet people but i do like this i like the idea that um 
kind of doing a network way of trying to get through to people to meet people. And it weeds out a lot of the stuff that maybe yeah, you don't I, want in somebody. Exactly. I don't want to be embarrassed anymore. Like, let's kill the stigma. Like, if I want to meet someone and I come to you and I say, ready, like, I'm single. Mm-hmm. Who do you know who's single who you can introduce me to? You know, do you right. give me a WhatsApp introduction. Right. Like, I think that could be a cool future dating thing. Somebody, you guys start doing it. Everyone should start doing that. But I wouldn't even think to do that. I wouldn't think mm-hmm. to do that. I'm open to meeting somebody. But um, I've just been in my own world <laughs> for the most part, again, because of the pandemic and stuff. I haven't even thought about or entertained the idea of reaching out to people. Do you think that you it, you would be embarrassed? Do you think that you'd be bold enough? Do you think that you could? Do you think that it would be easy to? Do you think you know who you would ask? I don't. Yeah, that's the first question. I don't even who would i ask <laughs> who would i ask and i don't think i would be embarrassed by it um i would definitely give it some thought or whatever would you ask a guy or a girl probably a girl oh why i don't know i don't know if i want to be introduced to another woman i always think it would be good from a to have a female friend that way i don't know I, that, yeah. that's that's where I'd, i lean towards yeah no, that's where my mind goes too because i yeah. feel like if i were looking for a guy and i reach out to a girl she probably was talking to him at some point <laughs> i don't want her i don't want her guy you know right right Do, can you trust the guy's judgment to pick a guy for you um i think so you know what i think if i'm friendly enough with a guy like you to to ask then i trust that guy will, right. will point me in the right direction you know I mean, yeah, I think. And you I still think. have guys that reach out to you just a cult, whatever. They don't know you per se, but in your DMing in the Instagram, like guys still try to pick you up that way, right? Um, Yeah, but you know what? I'm getting a lot of guys who are like, hey, you know, I got a girlfriend, but I really just want to be your friend. <laughs> I'm like, oh. That doesn't make any sense. Okay. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> okay, so going back to just... um black love and the need for it for today again because um black lives matter really kicked off obviously this year and it's been an atmosphere where it's felt like black people yeah it, we historically we've had a target on our back well i gotta say that black lives have always mattered to me of course <laughs> of course they've always mattered yeah but again with george floyd's passing and it, the hashtag actually started i think with trayvon martin's killing mm-hmm. or like the fact that they didn't arrest or convict george zimmerman mm-hmm. so that's when the hashtag actually started was with black lives matter and all that stuff so the need for black love today it feels even more important to me now when you bring it up in the atmosphere that we're currently living in you know? Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes I think about George Zimmerman. I think, what is this nigga doing right now? <laughs> I hope that he's like, you know, getting tortured somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, let me not it's think so about bad. it. I, I'm trying to be good. <laughs> You're trying to be. I'm, I need to try harder. I right. am not that good. Yeah, so. I'm trying to preach love for everybody, but it's hard for somebody like that, especially like a George Zimmerman situation. Like, it's, it's it disgusts me every time I start. It makes me angry. Yeah, it makes me angry every time I think about it. Makes it. me angry too. So I don't know if you saw the news because I was talking about it on my radio show, and mm-hmm. we can just make a positive note out of this thing because okay. we brought up Trayvon Martin. Let's is that they it. are they're naming the avenue after the high school that he went to after him. And I think they did that this week. So it's now Trayvon Martin Avenue. You know what they should really do? What? Go back and retry George Zimmerman and put him in jail. <laughs> I'd like that. That would be amazing. Yeah. They could retry the guys that killed Breonna Taylor too. That would be amazing. They like, shouldn't even bother retrying them. They should just put them in jail. Skip the, the retrial. Right. Actually, skip the retrial for both of them. If, I'm, if I ever became in charge, 
skip the retrials, just throw them all in jail. But you know what? Actually, I don't even believe in jail, so maybe I'm lying to myself. I do believe in, um, oh my God, restorative justice. Restorative justice, right. I feel like the families should be able to go to your face and be like, yo, you know, we all get a voice. Like, you know, or even like, I don't know, maybe we could, they could like punch him in the face. I don't know, depending on how you want to go with your justice. Right. But like, you know, just deal with it, get it over with, and then figure out a way to reintegrate you back to society. And I feel like all the nonviolent people in the world should be released from prisons and reintegrated back into the world because for the most part, you're probably not there. You probably don't need to be in there because it's not helping you become a better person. But for violent people or for people who murder people, you guys can stay in there for now. Okay? That's how I feel. Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's how I feel. I feel you. Okay. So um, we can almost wrap up shortly soon, but... um. What? We didn't do any, any dilemmas. Okay. Do we have dilemmas? I have one dilemma that I pulled up here that I was looking forward to see. We have one dilemma? We haven't even done any dilemmas in our whole season. Because I thought... You know what? Honestly, Casey, I didn't feel like you wanted to continue to do dilemmas. What? So. I I just talk too much. Ready? Okay. <laughs> right. Well, I have one dilemma here, so let, let's do this dilemma right now. But it's not even a dilemma. It's more of a question. Um, and this can help people in relationships as well, too. So, ladies, and you guys can answer it in the, the chat as well, in uh, Casey's chat. Hi, everyone. Um, what makes you lose interest in a man that you once had interest in? What What can a man do that will make you lose interest in him when you've already started having your interest in him. Uh, he could show me that he's a waste you. How does a man show you he's a waste you? <laughs> <laughs> there must be some ways that a man can show you he's a waste you. Yeah, if he's uh, inconsistent, if he's a liar, if he's manipulative, if he has women calling his phone and he turns it around or it's on silent every time he's with me, if he, you know, there's so many ways. There's right. a million ways. Right. Okay, so it's much harder to gain your interest than it is to lose your interest. <laughs> no, it's not hard to gain my interest. I'm. I think that I'm pretty. How does like, a guy gain your interest? Hey, how are you? That's like, got to be harder than that, Casey. Yeah, like I, I generally give people like the time of day. Hey, how are you? That's it. No, come, yeah. come be a human. Yeah, be an interesting human. Step correct. Yes, come correctly. Let's have a conversation. If that conversation is stimulating to my brain, let's continue having conversations. And then, if we develop feelings for each other, then let's explore it. Okay, so here's a side-off question that I've seen here: Can a man actually woman win a woman's heart even though she's not attracted to him? Can persistence actually win a woman over? Yeah. Yeah? I, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not one of those women who are like, oh, you have to look like this. I mean, I would like, you know, a tall, strapping basketball player, loyal husband guy. But I would also date someone who is just a persistent, kind, committed, loving, short guy. You know what I mean? Who has a great personality and I can trust. Hmm. Okay. What about you? Eh? I'm not the only one answering questions today. Okay, sorry. Say the question. Can a woman be, like, not attractive, um, but, you know, kind, loving, all the other things? It's really weird. And, again, men are so driven by visual attraction when they're entertaining the idea of a possible uh, couple. It's hard to imagine that... Um, I don't. I can't even see a woman that's not attracted to... A man's not attracted to her, and she would persist to try to win him over. I just don't see that situation happening. I... Happen. What? I don't see that. A woman going out of her way, working, trying to convince this man to be with her? A woman do it all the time. Really? 
really i would love to hear about an example of that i i think that happens all the time men trying to convince women to like oh please you know i love you or this and that or whatever the whole nine but i can't i've never heard of a situation of a girl being persistent chasing a guy that's not interested in her it happens it happens it does happen yes but the only difference is like it's not like the girl has to do that much work guys will like for the most part from what i've seen keep them around you know when they want them so it's not like the girl has to chase them the guys are like yeah yeah like let me get back to you when i have time and those girls are ready and waiting for them to be back okay can can i ask you a personal well the whole conversations personal for the most part but (laughs) have you so have you dated a man that you weren't actually physically attracted to yes yeah Mm -hmm. and it, it actually turned into something of a relationship so to speak then obviously like yeah yeah okay i can't say that for myself honestly what i can't say that like um <gasps> wow i hope i'm not being maybe i'm shallow <laughs> i don't no, know if I'm shallow. Know, i don't think you're shallow okay. I, I think that this is this is how men think i just don't think i know enough about men to know that i i've always said this because it seems like it's a thing to get labeled as shallow if looks are that important to you but i've always said no one ever sees a personality from across a room You've, like, you can't know anything about the person until you actually speak to them and start talking to them. But what is it that's sparking you to want to talk to them in the first place? It's because you like what you see usually for the most part. It's just the rare occasions where you're in a... I can think of working relationships where you're around someone for long enough to get to know them. Yeah. You know, without that yeah, setup yeah. or whatever. But for the most part, I always think nine out of ten times when you engage with somebody or you start something it's because you liked what you saw interesting interesting i don't know am i wrong i mean i don't know i'm not a man because like it it really it really is different for me like because of the fact that i've met so many shall like i've met so many men who um okay how do i say this I am more open to the idea of talking to someone I'm not physically that attracted to because the men that I'm physically attracted to are are usually the type of men who have many, 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 many women. And um, I can't trust them. Is that maybe I'm just like setting myself up for a negative feedback loop because I'm not going after the men I'm attracted to. And therefore. Oh, yeah. Don't start playing that game with yourself. But yeah, I don't know. know what I'm saying. I don't know. But. It sounds almost a little like settling. <gasps> a wee bit, doesn't Ooh, it? Ooh, it could be settling. I'm because not going to lie to myself. If you're not going after the guys that you actually are attracted to, because unfortunately those guys also have a lot of people that are attracted to them. So it sounds like you're kind of settling with entertaining guys that you're not necessarily attracted to. Fair enough. But I don't look, know. I'm I'm six foot one. <laughs> I know. I'm attracted to guys I'm really attracted to guys who are like six foot five, yeah. muscular, tall, handsome. Those guys literally have their choice of all the women pretty much yeah Yeah. yes yeah and you know what as much as i like i you know my confidence is building and i do want a partner like that but like i don't know maybe i just need to raise my standards okay i'll try i'll start i'm gonna dm some people on instagram that i think are hot no but (laughs) there you go (laughs) but that's all but you still have you do have that constraint like the average height in society I think it's like 5'9 or 5'10 for the average man. So you're looking the the numbers for you just in terms of the guys that kind of fit your category of what you're interested in 
diminishes the amount of men by quite a bit. Exactly. You know? Exactly. I don't know what to tell you, Casey. I don't know what to tell myself. That's what I'm saying. But you did say that height is not necessarily the end-all be-all for you, right? It's not. But if I'm ranking the type of men I'm most attracted to, it's going to be the... I like... I like. Well, I want someone to pick me up with, like, one hand. You know what I mean? That's sure. extremely attractive for me. Jason you know? Momoa type. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Jason Momoa? He's the, the, the wrestler guy. No, he's the actor. He's the uh, the thing. Game of Thrones, um, Khal Drogo. No? You know what? I I did. Okay, I don't okay. watch TV series. This, okay. This okay. Because <laughs> I'm too busy and I try not to get bogged down in it. Right. So I did not watch Game of Thrones. Okay. I don't even want to recommend it to you now at this point. Well, I mean, I feel like I should get a life, and I should watch it. Nope. No? Nope, nope. And if anybody's watched Game of Thrones, they'll probably agree with me that it ended so badly that I don't even want to recommend someone start it in the first place. Oh, wow. 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 The first four seasons are incredible. It's just the greatest thing you could hope for for, like, fantasy television and the whole nine. And then the last three seasons, it just got shittier and shittier and then the last season made me not want to ever watch it again. Wow, that's crazy. And I used to rewatch the seasons leading up to like a new season starting because it was such a big deal. There are only 10 seasons per episode usually, but the last season was so shit. Wow. It's so I'm so angry. I could feel that. <laughs> I'm so angry at how they ended Game of Thrones <laughs> and I'm sure people will feel that feel me on this or whatever that I don't even want to watch any of them ever again. And I don't even want to recommend you to watch it. Don't oh, watch man. it. As a matter of fact, don't. Oh, man. Don't watch it, Casey. Save yourself. I won't yourself. watch it. I won't watch it. Use I your do time like fantasy, more wisely. Though. I do like fantasy like shows. I like sci-fi and fantasy. Like I like magic. I like. You would have um, loved Game of Thrones for at least the first, <laughs> the first four <laughs> seasons, but that they set it up in such a way, and it was so like, I, we could go on and on about it. But let's do another dilemma. Okay. Okay. Because uh, this this just, I don't know. I'm gonna see what you say. Okay. Should a man consult his wife when giving his mother money? Ooh, that's juicy. Should a man consult Consult his his wife wife when giving his mother money? I think yes, because, um, I mean, if it's your wife, you know, your economics are probably or maybe should be Mm -hmm. together, right? You're a unit. So whoever's spending money on the left affects the person on the right. So I think it's a family decision to say where you spend that money, whether it's your mother or not. I mean, I hope that the wife is supportive enough to say we should definitely help your mother out. But mm-hmm. it's a discussion, in my opinion. What about you? Yeah, no, I think it depends really on the amount of money, obviously. If it's a large sum of money, then definitely you need to consult your wife. Because if it's um, yeah, if it's a large sum of money that could affect your finances in a negative way, mm-hmm. especially or just actually, no, just out of respect for your wife. Mm-hmm. I would say too. Like, um, th- obviously, you're not going to tell your wife, "Oh, I gave my mom ten bucks." No. You know what I mean? But if it's like I, my mom was in a situation and she needed like a thousand dollars, yeah, you know, something like that. But yeah, um, yeah, consult your wife. <laughs> I don't see why you wouldn't. Like, what what would be the downside to consulting your wife? Yeah, if you didn't feel like you could <laughs> consult your wife about giving money to your mom, then I would question that relationship that you got with your wife. Yes, I would too. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, Casey. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> has it been an hour? How long has this show been? It hasn't been a full hour, but we we are kind of out of uh, dilemmas. We're out of, where have you been doing with these dilemmas? What have you been doing with them? Honestly, Casey, I didn't think you wanted to do them, so I stopped collecting dilemmas. 
<laughs> we should have a full collection, though. Okay, all right. I'm sorry for making you feel like I don't like dilemmas, because I do. Okay, well, I appreciate it. But this is our first episode, and it's good to get back. And um, that was a pretty deep conversation for most of it. And then yeah. we ended on a light note. Um, can I just ask real quick, do you have any dates coming up at all? Not even a single date. Actually, I lied. I got a date. You do have a date? I do. Okay, so there you go. So will you tell us about it next week? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I'm looking forward to this. Okay, <laughs> great. So, all right. So you could wrap up the show. Go ahead, wrap up. All right, guys. This has been a misunderstanding between Mars and Venus with your girl, KCB, and your boy, Freddy Fox. We love you. Subscribe. Tell all your friends. Bye. Bye.